Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is podcast number 72. Before we continue our journey through the land of Israel, looking at the different sites, I want to take some time and do what many of you have asked me to do, and that is to give a brief chronology of Temple Mount and of the temples. And so over the next couple of days, at least, I'm going to try to do just that. First of all, I want to deal with the site itself. The site of the Temple Mount is also called in the Bible Moriah or Moriah. Now, I have done a podcast on Moriah or Moriah and have shared with you that that is the place where I believe, I believe, like the Jews, that the foundation stone is under the Dome of the Rock that is on Temple Mount today. It would have been the place where the Holy of Holies would have been in the first and second temple. It's the place that also I believe that the third temple will be built and where I believe the millennial temple will have its base from as well. And so the word Moriah means the place where God will be seen or the place where God will show up, as we would say it in our modern day English and parlance. But I believe that it was first mentioned the area in the book of Genesis chapter 15, where you have Melchizedek, the king of righteousness, I also believe this is the first mention of Jerusalem, of Jerusalem, and it was then called Salem, which is the word for peace. And it's where Abraham would have come, and he would have been en route back to Hebron, where he was when he heard that Lot, his nephew, had been captured by a confederation of kings, and he went and rescued him beyond Dan, came back the patriarchal highway, and came right through the area that is Jerusalem today, and more than likely pass by what would later become the Temple Mount on his route to Hebron, which was just south of there where he was living in what was called the Oak of Mamre or the Alon Mamre. It is the place where today Hebron is. And that's where, as you know, Abraham and his wife, Sarah, were buried along with Isaac and Rebekah and then Jacob and Leah afterwards. And so Mount Moriah is the place where later David was to build the temple, but God wouldn't let him, and so Solomon was able to do that. But actually, Moses was the next one to refer to this place, even though he did not call it by name. Moses said there's going to be a central place of worship, and we know that now as Mount Moriah. But in Deuteronomy chapter 12, verses 1 through 28, in that 12th chapter, the whole chapter, Moses deals with the necessity of a central place for worship. And he said you're not to be just sacrificed sacrificing any place you want to, because when you get in the land and you get settled, God is going to give you a place where it will be 
centralized for all of the nation of Israel to come on special days and as a central place of worship. As you know, when they first came into the land, Shiloh, which was in the middle of the land in the tribe of Ephraim, of which Joshua was a part, a part of Joseph's inheritance, that Shiloh was selected by Joshua to be the central place of worship. And it served really as the capital of the nation of Israel for 369 years. This is why I take all the groups I possibly can to Shiloh, to Shiloh, where they can see this sacred place where the tabernacle, not just a temporary shelter anymore, but actually one that had a base and and had walls, it still had the basic setup that it did, but it refers to that as a real door and as uh, walls, and not just what they had had in the wilderness. And today, as a matter of fact, they have found what they believe, archaeologists believe, are the very foundation stones of that wall. The measurements are just what the tabernacle would have been. And many of you have seen these stones and you have been inside of that area that they believe today was the place of the tabernacle. But even that was a central place of worship. But it was not going to be the permanent place. It was at Gibeah at one time, Gibeon. But it was moved. Everything was to Jerusalem when David made it the capital. And he bought a threshing floor and there is where his son, Solomon built a temple. Now, the Bible says that the temple was built on the place where Abraham was to offer Isaac. And you can read about that in Genesis chapter 22. So this was a very sacred place to the Jews because of what happened with Abraham. But even when Abraham, as old as the Bible chronicles that to be, even before Abraham, Moriah, Moriah was a very special and sacred place. That's why Melchizedek, Melchi means king, Zedek, righteousness, the king of righteousness lived there. And so it was a sacred place. That's why one reason I believe that it was sacred from the beginning of time, actually, and the creation of man. But when we turn in the Bible, we read about the temple being built by Solomon and how all of that came about. In 2 Samuel, the very last chapter, chapter 24, the scripture says, And Gad came that day to David and said to him, Go up, erect an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor of Arunah the Jebusite. So David, according to the word of the Lord, went up as the Lord commanded. And now Arunah looked and saw the king and his servants coming toward him. So Arunah went out and bowed before the king with his face to the ground. Of course, David, as you know, had wrongly numbered the people, had taken a census against the will of God, and it had cost thousands and thousands of the lives of the Jewish people. And the angel of the Lord stayed his hand upon David's request to God to spare the city, and he indeed did that. And so now he is going to buy that sacred place. And Aruna said to him, Why has my lord the king come to his servant? And David said, To buy the threshing floor from you, to build an altar to the Lord, that the plague may be withdrawn from the people. 
Now Runa said to David, Let my lord the king take and offer up whatever seems good to him. Look, here are the oxen for the burnt sacrifice, the threshing implements, and the yokes of oxen for the wood. All these, O king, Aruna has given to the king. And Aruna said to the king, May the Lord your God accept you. Then the king said to Aruna, No, but I will surely buy it from you for a price. Nor will I offer to the Lord, burnt offerings to the Lord, my God, with that which costs me nothing. So David bought the threshing floor and the oxen for 50 shekels of silver. And David built there an altar to the Lord and burnt offerings and peace offerings. So the Lord heeded the prayers of David and the plague was withdrawn. As you know, he wanted to build a temple there, a permanent house for God. And Nathan the prophet said to him, you do whatever's in your heart. But before he had even gotten out of David's house, out of the palace, he was uh, told to go back in to say to him, well, the Lord's not going to let you do that. And it's good that it was in your heart, but because of your life and the life that you've lived, then God is going to allow your son to do that. And so Solomon was assigned to do that. Now, I want to read a passage of scripture to you out of the book of First Kings chapter 6. And here is what it says. And it came to pass in the 480th year after the children of Israel had come out of the land of Egypt, in the fourth year of Solomon's reign over Israel, in the month of Ziv, which is the second month that he began to build the house of the Lord. And it began to give all of the measurements in the next verse about and the particulars about the house of the Lord, this beautiful house for God that Solomon was going to build. It even gets more specific, I believe, when you turn to Second Chronicles chapter 3, it gets down to the very specific dates in which Solomon started this. Now Solomon began to build the house of the Lord at Jerusalem on Mount Moriah where the Lord had appeared to his father David at the place that David had prepared on the threshing floor of Aruna or Ornan as he is called in Second Chronicles. It's just a deviation of the same name. And he began to build on the second day of the second month in the fourth year of his reign. That would have been 966 years before the birth of Christ as it is dated on our calendars. That would have been nine 966 BC. Now, it's important that when you look at the first Kings material, that the Bible dates that and says that it was 480 years from the time that the children of Israel departed from Egypt. In other words, the Exodus is dated by the first Kings passage. And if you take 966 and you add 480 years to that, you come to 1446, which is the year that I and many others date the Exodus out of Egypt. That's right. I believe that Cecil B. DeMille and the Ten Commandments with Charles 
Charlton Heston as Moses was the wrong dating and the wrong time period by at least 200 years. I do not believe it was during the reign of Ramesses that he came to be influenced by Moses and uh, all of the things that uh, happened there with the Exodus. No, I believe that was a couple of hundred years earlier in 1446, and it was around 1400 that they went into the Promised Land. And 1406, 1405, something like that, that they made their trek through the wilderness and entered into the Promised Land. So if you want a general date for the time that they entered the Promised Land, it would be around 1400. Now, the reason I'm telling you all of this is to just give you some history, beginning history of Mount Moriah, because it has been, it is now, and forever will be the most sacred place on the planet. And when we get together the next time on this On The Way podcast, I'm going to talk to you about the preparations. Then I'm going to talk to you about the first temple and brief chronology of it. And then the um, the time between the death of Solomon and the destruction of the first temple. And then the uh, exile period, as it's called. And then the restoration and the building of the second temple, the one that the Lord Jesus walked in that was destroyed in 70 AD. Well, we're on the journey. We're on the way. This is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at tonycrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at TonyCRISP.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.